Hello, my name is Jacob Schondel. I am the Webmaster and Media and Technology Committee Chair for Shepherd of the Valley, and you are listening to the ShepherdCast, the weekly podcast from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Sandyville, Ohio. Each week, we bring you our weekly sermon in audio form, as well as our weekly Bible readings. We thank you for joining us for worship, as even though you may not have been able to join us on Sunday morning, we are glad to have you with us through this podcast. Now, if you like what you hear, and you're able, and you live in the Northeast Ohio area, we invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 9.30 a.m. You can learn more about our worship experience at sotvchurch.com slash worship. In case you're curious what the readings are for this Sunday, or you would like to follow along in your Bible, we will be taking a look at the readings listed in our show notes for today's episode. Also, when we read our readings, those come out of the NRSV translation of the Bible. So, without further ado, here's this week's readings read by our lay reader, followed by the Gospel and Sermon by the Rev. Scott J. Anderson. Good morning. Good morning. Our first lesson this morning comes from the 35th chapter of Isaiah, verses 4 through 7a. Say to those who are of a filth or heart, be strong, do not fear, here is your God. He will come with vengeance, with terrible recompense, he will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the peaches sing for joy. For water shall break forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool, and the thirsty ground springs of water. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our psalm this morning is Psalm 146, which we shall read responsibly. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Put not your trust in rulers, in mortals whom there is no help. When they breathe their last, they return to earth, and in that day their thoughts perish. Happy are they who have the God of Jacob for their help whose help is in the Lord their God. Who made heaven and earth, the seas, and all that is in them, who keeps promises forever. Who gives justice to those who are oppressed and food to those who hunger. The Lord sets the captive free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord cares for the stranger. The Lord sustains the orphan and the widow, but frustrates the way of the wicked. The Lord shall reign forever, your God, O Zion, throughout all generations. Hallelujah. Our second lesson comes from the second chapter of James, verses 1 through 10 and 14 through 17. My brothers and sisters, Do you, with your acts of favoritism, really believe in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ? 
For if a person with gold rings and fine clothes come into your assembly, and if a poor person in dirty clothes comes in, and if you take notice of the one wearing fine clothes and say, have a suit here, please, while to the one who is poor you say, stand there or sit at my feet. Have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my brothers, beloved brothers and sisters, has not God chosen the poor in the world to be rich in faith and to be heirs of the kingdom that he has promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor. It is not the rich, is it not the rich who oppress you? Is it not they who drag you into court? Is it not they who blaspheme the excellent name that was invoked over you? You do well if you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you show partiality, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become accountable to all of it. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but do not have works? Can faith save you? If a brother or sister is naked and lacks daily food and one of them says to them, go in peace, keep warm, and eat your fill, and yet you do not supply their bodily needs, what is the good of that? So faith by itself, if it has no works, is dead. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The gospel acclamation. Hallelujah. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Hallelujah. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the seventh chapter, beginning at the 24th verse. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus set out and went away to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know he was there. Yet he could not escape notice. But a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him. And she came and bowed down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile of Syrophoenician origin. She begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, let the children be fed first, for it's not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For saying that, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. And so she went home and found the child lying on the bed, and the demon gone. Then he returned from the region of Tyre and went by the way of Sidon towards the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Decapolis. They brought to him a deaf man who had an impediment in his speech, and they begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him aside in private, away from the crowd, and put his fingers into his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. 
And looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephrathah, that is, be open. And immediately his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. Then Jesus ordered them to tell no one. But the more he ordered them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. They were astounded beyond measure, saying, He has done everything well. He even makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise you, O God. And let us pray. Gracious and wonderful God, we love you. We praise you. We give you thanks. We thank you, dear Lord, for you turn around our lives through our repentance. You make our sorrow turning into joy like the desert with pools of water. You create miracles with the love that you had for the woman and the deaf mute. But in our repentance, dear Lord, we ask that you help us to hear your word, that we may seriously deepen our faith towards you. We ask, dear Lord, to send your Holy Spirit upon me that I may preach your word truthfully and faithfully. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Warning, this sermon is not for the faint of heart. It is not for those easily offended, but rather it is for those who sincerely want to deepen their faith through repentance and transformation and to experience that transformation in your lives. When I think of repentance and transformation, one of the stories that I think of is the classic by Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol. And Dickens beautifully writes, so that we readers really become concerned for a stingy miser who loathed and humbugged Christmas. And in the end, we cheered inwardly when Scrooge repented after being transformed not only by the ghost of his partner, Marley, but also the three Christmas ghosts. Yet Scrooge's repentance, as we read in that story, was not easy, as he was confronted by those ghosts about his mistakes and also his callousness towards Bob Cratchit and towards the poor and destitute with whom, in the beginning of the novel, he did not love. Repentance is tough, even today. Our reading from James calls all of us to look honestly at ourselves so that we may truly repent. Listen to the question that James poses uh, at the beginning of our epistle reading. My brothers and sisters, 
do you, with your acts of favoritism, really believe in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ? James specifically was talking about the divisions between rich and poor uh, in that uh, particular place. And his answer really hits home in verse 9. But if you show partiality, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. I don't know about you, but boy, when I heard that and read that, I was squirming in my seat, let me tell you. And that's what the law does. It convicts us. Not our neighbors. Not our enemies. But me. What I did wrong. For James, any favoritism, any kind of ism that we can think of, such as racism, classism, sexism, ageism, politicism, we need to ask ourselves, what is the cultural baggage that weighs us down? Let's face it, to some extent, we are all prejudiced. I'm guilty of it as you know, anyone else. We have our likes, we have our dislikes. It may be in simple decisions as who do we choose as our friends, or preferences to the restaurants where we eat, uh, the books that we read, the sports teams we cheer for. From a big picture standpoint, those type of favoritism may not have any dramatic impacts to the world. However, when we speak of favoritisms on a larger scale, our words and actions may have a negative impact on the people around us. To counter our favoritism, James helps us recalling Jesus' teaching. You do well if you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. This follows through in what we heard last week, to be doers of the word, not merely hearers who deceive ourselves. Love is the royal law. It is the law of liberty, the perfect law, as James describes it. James reminds us we will be blessed in our love to all. Therefore, this is the way to live God's law. James also reminds us of the Holy Spirit's epiphany given to Peter in Acts. God shows no partiality. Jesus Christ is Lord of all. Not some. Love, then, is an active verb, and it is how we live our faith. 
Walt Langren, Luther author and theologian, noted that we usually treat faith as a noun, as if it was something that we can accumulate or possess. We should treat faith as a verb. And wouldn't it be nice if someone would look at us and say, wow, they're really faithing today, aren't they? James observes that faith by itself has no works, is dead. I think of a Peanuts cartoon strip uh, long ago, and uh, it is wintertime, and Shermie and Charlie Brown are there, and they've got the nice, big, warm winter jackets, nice, warm hats and gloves and boots and everything. And uh, they see Snoopy, and he's shivering in the cold. And uh, I think it's Charlie Brown who says to Shermie, we should go over and help Snoopy. And, and he was agreed. And so they both go up to Snoopy and say, be of good cheer, Snoopy. Yes, be of good cheer. And they walk away. And Snoopy is left with a question mark over his head as he still is shivering and being cold. Now, works of faith is not going to get us to heaven because Jesus has already done that through his love and grace on the cross, but we need to put our faith in action, and that is what is professed at our baptism, that we are to let our light so shine before others that they may see our good works and give glory to our Father in heaven. So in baptism and repentance, we experience both death to sin and resurrection to new life. So if we truly listen to God's word found in James, we, like Scrooge, may find ourselves transformed through our repentance and given a new life given through Jesus' death and resurrection. This is given in our Old Testament lesson from Isaiah. To those of fearful hearts, the prophet says, be strong, do not fear. Here is your God. The prophet relates the transforming love God has in store for us, like waters that break forth in the dry desert of the wilderness, where burning sands become pools of water. This transforming love enables the blind to see, the deaf, deaf to hear, the lame leaping like deer, and the tongue of the speechless singing for joy. In our gospel, Jesus brings forth transformation in his two miracles. Notice the amazing strength of the woman who dares to cross all sorts of barriers to ask Jesus very humbly, very respectfully. And she pleads not for herself, but for her daughter. Notice how this woman is content with table scraps. The table scraps of grace from Jesus. And this is all that we need as well. Through her faith, her miracle happened. 
In the second miracle, the crowd brings forth a man who is deaf and unable to speak. Jesus says, be opened. And a miracle foretold by Isaiah happens, and God's transformation happens out of love for another. Be opened. We need to be open to repentance and transformation. As our fears are transformed into joy like water in the desert, our lives are opened by the miraculous love of Jesus. As our attitudes are transformed by the divine love of God as seen on the cross. We may then join our voices with the psalmist by framing our lives with shouts of hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let us praise God as long as we live. Let us praise the God who transforms lives of the oppressed by giving them justice. Let us praise the God who transforms lives of the hungry by giving them food. Let us praise the God who transforms lives of the prisoners who are freed. Let us praise the God who transforms lives of those who are bowed down by being lifted up. Let us humbly ask God for table scraps of grace to transform us so that we may be open to the love for others as God has loved all of us. And all God's children say, You have just heard a very special sermon from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church. We thank you for listening to the Shepherd Cast this week. If you like what you heard, and you are able and you live in the Northeast Ohio area, we would like to invite you to join us for worship on Sundays. Our services are Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. You can learn more about the worship environment at our church by visiting sotvchurch.com worship. While you are there, you will also see the precautions which we are taking on account of the COVID-19 pandemic in order to worship safely. As I say every week, we are a church in service. If you wish to support this podcast, we hope you will support us by supporting our church's ministry. For more information on how you can do that, please visit sotvchurch.com support. Of course, you can keep up with us online at our church website, sotvchurch.com, and you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at sotvsandyville. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Shepherd Cast, so please tune in then. Until then, we thank you for listening, and God bless.